After the ensuing mental breakdowns of Godzilla 98, our heroes have ventured onto a new challenge, going through the entire Star Wars saga. Coming to you from a galaxy far, far away, this is Star Wars Month on The Discount Bin. Hey there, it's The Discount Bin. Welcome back to the store. We're back with our Star Wars Month kick, and this episode we tackled the original trilogy. Starting it off, Tanner, how did you feel coming out of Star Wars A New Hope? Okay, this uh, Star Wars A New Hope is, is very nostalgic because it's, it was pro- I think it was my introduction to Star Wars like m- most people. But like I remember seeing this one when I was really, really young. And yeah, it, it kind of aged. Like I, I don't I really don't want to say poorly. It certainly aged. Yeah, it definitely aged. I, like I just don't want to say poorly, because it's still a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think because like the kind with the story, they kind of pulled so much out of their ass to try <laughs> and build up that that original story because they had no clue it was going to go anywhere so they just made a bunch of made up a bunch of stuff and just went with it and luckily it worked but comparing it to like even the prequels like for one the effects i'm gonna i'm gonna defend the practical effects for every for like the rest of my life (laughs) compared to the cg that's uh, used in the prequels but like uh if i'm if i'm gonna talk about things that did age poorly in my opinion i'm gonna say like uh the the lightsaber battles okay very very stiff and that's probably because like maybe one the actor who plays obi-wan kenobi is is very old or he was very old at the how old was he when he when he when he uh made that movie he was very old yeah Anyways, so he was probably stiff. And plus, Darth Vader's costume was probably also really hard to move in. So they kind of were limited to to just kind of like weaving weaving around the, the lightsabers. Right. But, yeah. Like, I think they, they did a very good job at making it feel natural in the world. But I also think that we're now a bit pampered with the prequel trilogy and the amount of cinematography that Mm -hmm. they put into like showboating these epic, you know, lightsaber battles, as opposed to just two grown men hitting each other with colored broomsticks. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I think like these movies, like every, I was going to, I was almost going to just say there that every one of these like uh, original trilogy movies, uh, including the, a new hope is like eons better than the the prequels, (laughs) even though it doesn't have like all the fancy, uh, techniques and like you said uh, jeffrey the cinematography that the prequels did have like and i was gonna say that but then i remembered that episode three exists and we have that all but, the way facts yeah. but for what they had honestly with for the for not having cgi and they're able to pull off all the stuff that they could have is really impressive for for 19 this came out in 77 right yeah 1977 yeah so very impressive i think and plus the story it goes without say it's the first star wars movie not much happens other than like oh death star gotta blow it up (laughs) and that and it's a good thing that the uh that they've decided to continue on and they decide to go back and make prequels to uh, tell us what the setup is like with rogue one yeah, like with Rogue One or even the prequels, because a lot of the stuff in these movies is just kind of th- taken out of a hat. So still very decent. It was not my favorite of the original trilogy, but I still really enjoyed it. So I'd, I'd hmm, I would give it like, huh, easy seven out of ten mid shelf. Okay. Everything that I said about the prequel trilogy still stands true here. Uh, I'm not a very big, you know, space opera kind of guy. I'm not very big on space fantasy in general. I like this movie. You know, it was fun to actually sit down and watch it from beginning to end. Uh, Being the type of person who doesn't really go back and watch old movies, because I'm very much pampered with everything that we have now just looking better. And like, you know, that sounds really dumb and biased, and I know that it is. But it's just 
how I am. I'm very much like, I want to consume new media, right? And the original Star Wars, especially for the time that it came out, was very much this mind-blowing theatrical release where, you know, space... I think you said it when we were watching it, Kellen. Um, George Lucas wanted to build a world that didn't necessarily look like a, a clean space movie. He wanted the world yeah. to look lived in and, you know, populated. Well, so George Lucas forever changed the way that... Well, I mean, like, it can't all be credited to George Lucas, but the success of Star Wars really changed the way that people actually designed uh, sci-fi space movies. Because before, like with other movies we'd watched, everything was always so neat and clean. And meanwhile, George Lucas was like, I'm just going to go to a junkyard, find a bunch of old fucking metallic technology looking shit and super glue it together. And it worked. You know, it definitely helped you look at Tatooine and be like, this is kind of like a a slummy bum planet. You know, you go into Mos Eisley and you're not expecting a clean table. You're expecting something that's covered in dirt and soot and, you know, like you're just like, oh, yeah, that's that's a natural setting for that. Um, As for the story, like it's very cookie cutter, a hero's journey. You know, Mm. you're introduced to the kind of bland main character who's thrust into a world he doesn't fully understand to find out how special he is to take down the the big bad. It's been done a million times before and it's worked a million times before and it worked here because you had your expectations laid out in front of you. You were shown the bad guy, you're shown the good guy, and now you get to watch the good guy grow into defeating the bad guy. It's a Star Wars story. That's kind of just what you sign up for. Um, George Lucas is also, you know, I, I don't want to say like he's he's money hungry, but Star Wars was, <laughs> right? Like, I know that Star Wars as a series was created to sell toys and to sell as many toys as possible. And I think that can get very <sighs> overwhelming for an average consumer because you're looking at this rapidly expanding world. I mean, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. George Lucas, if you're talking about him as a director, has always been someone whose entire goal is to pay homage to something. Indiana Jones was him paying homage to movies he grew up with from the 30s and 40s, whose name I'm not remembering right now, which was all about a treasure hunter. I mean, some of the scenes you see in Indiana Jones are straight up copy pastes of the movie because he loved the scene so much and wanted to pay homage to it. Uh, Star Wars was his uh, dedication to uh, two film types, Westerns and samurai movies. He really liked Westerns and he really liked the sword fighting and samurai movies. So he kind of came up with a scenario where he could have both. Uh, That being said, they did totally exploit it for toys. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, when I was a kid, I, I had a lightsaber. I had a bunch of different Lego set. It definitely worked on me. Um, yeah, I mean, it was Star Wars. I'm with, I'm with Tanner, you know, it's a seven out of 10. It's a middle shelf. There's no reason not to watch it. Like, it's not a bad movie. I think that it's, it sure is a Star Wars movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of impressed though, how they're able to come up with all these, uh, like background things, like before they had even like thought of, oh, this is going to go somewhere. We're going to have to explain this somehow. But no, they were just like, you know what? First first movie, 1997, let's mention The Clone Wars. 1977. Right? Ni- okay, 1977. Uh, let's mention The Clone Wars. Like, no no prior history. So they were just like, you know what? Hmm. Let, let's just put you that in. And then that, that's a good point. There is a lot of world building set up around the main story, right? Mm-hmm. I find Star Wars also, especially in in this movie, succeeds in a way that a lot of other movies don't in that regard, in that there seems like there's other life going on. Like, sometimes, especially with a lot of these quote-unquote older movies, um, there's nothing really happening outside of what's going on to the main character, but the, the... aliens and the the crowds and the interactions you see going on around them throughout the main story always does a really good job of depicting life you know what i mean it's like a it's like a good present or presentation of what society should what should society is Mm -hmm. so my thing with a new hope is just that 
I feel like Star Wars as a whole is a franchise based upon nostalgia. Like, for example, my favorite Star Wars trilogy will always be the prequels, because those are the first ones I saw growing up, and I have a lot of good memories associated with that movie. And, you know, uh, older fans of Star Wars that I talk to are kind of in the same boat, where they recognize that, you know, Star Wars aren't these amazing... Like, they are. How do I word this? Star Wars doesn't hold up perfectly. It still holds up well, but you can go back and watch it and be like, there are a few hiccups. Um, And it's the same with me in the prequels. So I feel like going back now, uh, being someone that grew up with CGI, with how films are nowadays, um, Star Wars is a tougher watch than I'd like to admit. It's still a great movie. It's not bad by any means. There are just certain scenes where you're kind of sitting there going, oh, well, fuck, I forgot that was a thing. Um, so I love this movie. Uh, I really, really like it. I have a good time watching it. I feel like people who haven't watched it in a while are going to forget how bitchy and whiny Luke is the entire time. Um, but they do a really good job of introducing the droids. The story is concrete. It's a little cookie cutter. Um, like it's, it's literally a hero's journey, like beat for beat. And I find the biggest problem with this movie is something that a lot of people who are true Star Wars diehards will agree with, even though I don't necessarily fully agree with it. The edits. Oh, yeah. There have been so many cuts made of this movie where they've inserted CGI or they've enhanced something or they've added a scene or whatever. And I think certain aspects of it really take away. Some of it really adds. I, I don't think you two will agree with this. I like the CGI scene with Jabba the Hutt. I liked that. I'm not afraid to say that I liked it. Anything, though, that was like a desert wide scape, you could tell was very much that early to mid 2000s CGI. It didn't really look great. And then the biggest edit is uh, Han shot first, you know, oh, and, and I look, know this is look, a, and it looks terrible. It looks it was, so bad. It was that weird, like one frame shot they did. It literally looked like George Lucas went into Photoshop, clicked on what's his name greedo i think's arm dragged yeah. it slightly upwards it was like no put the laser effect <laughs> he also they also digitally uh moved harrison ford's head over yeah. to the to the right and it just kind of oh, it just kind of like snaps to the right yeah yeah it, it's very unnatural it's kind of uncanny i do finally understand where mcclunky came from though yeah I mean, otherwise, it's it's a fun movie to watch. Everyone knows the iconic scenes. Um, I do agree with Tanner. After having watched the prequels, especially the the lightsaber duels in this movie. Well, the one, the one lightsaber the duel, kind of lame, kind of lame. Could have been cooler, kind of lame. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's it's the base for everything that would happen. I think it tells its story fairly well. I'm gonna be a little kinder than you guys. I give this movie an eight out of ten. Uh, and okay. I would put it, if not on the higher end of the middle shelf, then the lower end of the high shelf. Um, but personally, even though it's an 8 out of 10, I would put this on the high middle shelf. Because I think the movies we're going to talk about are a lot better. Also, a little bit about the the CGI, especially the Jabba the Hutt scene that was inserted in like years after. Because at first, they were just going to have like a clay model of yeah. Jabba the Hutt. But then they can never fit that in. I don't. I think it was because like time constraints or something, and they couldn't fit that scene in. Uh, so for the longest time, there was no job of the hut scene in A New Hope. And then when CGI came along in 1997, they re, they remastered the movie and they inserted that terrible looking. Jabba the Hutt, the 1997. 1997 Jabba the Hutt is horrifying. It looks like a melting slug. That man's on PS1 graphics. <laughs> Honestly, like the 2004 edit is better, but then comparing that to down the line, they actually bring in like an actual puppet for Jabba the Hutt, and it looks so much better. But they couldn't go in and do that with a. Uh, with the puppet in the original movie. So they're just like, eh, CGI's here. Let's do it. Also, they had to digitally make Harrison Ford raise as he <laughs> walked over uh, Jabba the Hutt's tail because at first, oh, they were going to just yeah. have an actor. And like, just a, they were just going to be like a human actor and they were going to replace that for Yeah, because he Hutt. says the line, you're an incredible human being. Does he? 
Like in the final yeah, cut? When, or like in the new yeah, cut? Yeah, yeah, When he goes onto the ship, he he's having that conversation with Jabba, and he goes, Jabba, with this current uh, job I have, I can pay you back plus interest. And Jabba tries to be like 40%. And Han, I think, says like 30 or 35, don't push it. And Jabba's like, all right, you're lucky you're the best. Otherwise, I'll put a bounty on you so big that uh, you'll be mm-hmm. afraid to approach a modern life planet or something along a civilized planet. Civilized star and, system or something. Yeah, and as Han's getting on the ship, he goes, thank you, Jabba. You're an incredible human being. Huh. I never, I never caught that. I said it while we were watching. I was like, human oh. being, this dude's a fucking slug. <laughs> so it, it was that scene, like the, the part where Han actually steps on Jabba's tail that really threw me off. I didn't yeah. say anything when we were watching it, but it, it was really interesting. It was like, again, George Lucas just went in Photoshop and for a whole frame, just like picked up Han's model and then just moved him a bit to the well, right. Well, you could also, because of the way they edited it, you could see the, I don't know what you'd call it, but like, you know, when you're in front of a green screen and you do a shitty job of editing it so you can kind of see the green lines around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could see the white lines around Han Solo from where he was digitally imposed over Jabba. Yeah. They also added in um, Boba Fett for that scene. He wasn't he wasn't yeah. originally supposed to be in there. And when you look when you go back and watch it and you look at his feet, it almost looks like he's floating. It's <laughs> it's a little strange. My thing with the edits is just like I know a lot of people hate them. I'm not saying I'm a fan, but I kind of understand why George Lucas did it. Like, he says himself, the only reason I keep editing these movies is for money. But the reason he claims is because he's like, when I first made these movies, technology wasn't at a point where I could truly make it to my vision. Which, fair. But come on, George, you're also totally doing it for the money. Also, another another funny thing. When we first get introduced to Obi-Wan Kenobi and he scares off the sand people, <laughs> the noise he makes <laughs> yeah, then comes out the of the roar. Sh- comes out of the shadows the with, this hood- cry. with this hoodie over and he goes, ooh, or something like that. <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, so middle shelf. It's not bad. Like, it's definitely better than some of the other Star Wars movies, especially episode two. But, but yeah, I, I think it sets up what, uh, what's to come in the, in the following sequels pretty well. I have one more thing to say before we move on. Um, and this is more so a complaint about the prequels than it necessarily is about th- this movie. If you guys remember at the end of episode three, it shows Darth Vader, formerly Anakin, now newly crowned Darth Vader, walk next to Emperor Palpatine or Darth Sidious, as the Death Star is being constructed, and the motherfucker's almost done. This movie takes place 20 years later, and they're just now completing it? But then by the the third movie, they've built it again? Like, I just, like, they shouldn't have added that into the third episode, okay? That was stupid. I love Revenge of the Sith. It's my all-time favorite movie of Star Wars. I don't care if people don't like that, but that was a stupid scene. They had to pay a down payment on it. And they couldn't afford it. <laughs> they had to pay taxes on it. <laughs> the Death Star tax. <laughs> All for your new empire. <laughs> your new empire. Your tax dollars are going into the empire. <laughs> Yo, this is why we never get potholes filled in Canada. The government's <laughs> just waiting for the Death Star tax. <laughs> <laughs> the empire. <laughs> <laughs> the imperial taxation period. <laughs> All right. Anyways. All right. So episode five, the empire strikes back. Yeah. That sure was the beginning of a follow-up to a movie. A lot less <laughs> happens um, in this movie than I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, while we were watching it, we definitely all thought that things that were supposed to happen in episode five actually happened in episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this was probably my least favorite of the trilogy. I think second movies are just, like, consistently the worst in trilogies. Like, I, I know there are going to be exceptions to that, and I don't think that this is a bad movie. I just think that you really want to set up the fact that this is a sequel, and, you know, you you want it to stand on its own feet and, like, be its own thing. 
but I don't like what happened in this movie. We had the the Battle of Hoth, right? And Which is cool. Luke, yeah, that was cool. That was like the first twenty minutes, half hour of the movie, and then Luke just decides I need to run off and go be with Yoda now, and then do training, and then has one scary nightmare and is like, I can't do this anymore. All right, we're forgetting like, a it, major point that uh, takes place in between the Battle of Hoth and uh, and Luke going off to meet Yoda, and that's uh, probably and that's Princess Leia and and Luke incest. I blocked that one out. I, okay. I forgot. I'm, I'm, that that I don't happened. blame I you. To just... I don't blame you. <laughs> like I watched a lot of Game of Thrones, and I still just blocked that out completely. I love that Leia is like, okay. I gotta prove Han wrong. What do I do? Let's fucking make out with this dude real quick and then walk away. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, not a lot happens in this film. So, when we were watching it, I think one of the things that kept coming to my mind is how bored I was with Cloud City. Right. Um, It didn't feel as fluid as the rest of the movie did it felt like there was much more exposition and much more like needing to i don't know why it felt like this but it it felt like they were just padding runtime you know there were suddenly way more shots of just people walking down hallways um there was like three different shots where they were just talking about oh, we're going to throw him in the carbonite, and then he'll get thrown in the carbonite, and then he'll be in the carbonite. And I was like, I got it the first time. It's a trap. You've established that there is a trap. Please show me the trap happening now. Episode 5 was boring, but I still like it. And I like it better than all three of the prequel movies. What? Okay. Hold on. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, in, in, like... How do I put this? Like, I like it more in concept than the prequel trilogy. In essence, that, like, the movie as a standalone movie was still more engaging than I felt all three prequel movies were. What? Episode three was still a better Star Wars movie. But just from, like, start to finish, even though it was boring with Cloud City, if I could just, like, remove 20 minutes from Cloud City and just smooth it out, this would have been, like the most engaging part. I just really fell off at Cloud City. I will say, I will say, something that surprises me every time is that a lot of older Star Wars fans say Empire Strikes Back is their favorite Star Wars movie. So, I don't know. G-Money, I will say, is not alone in this take. I just disagree with it. Are these the same people who think Revenge of the Sith is terrible? No, surprisingly. okay. So, where I'm going to put this movie is... Probably middle shelf. It definitely goes below. <sighs> ah, man. No, I want it like right next to episode four. But I'm going to give it a 6.5 just because of how bored I got with Cloud City. And I'm going to keep harping on that because, goddamn, that needs to be trimmed a bit. I'd give it a 6.5 uh, as well. Like, what is there to talk about other than. <laughs> Hoth battle, which I thought was really cool. The use of stop motion with the ATATs is sick. Um, there's Yoda, which is a completely different character from what we see in like uh, the prequels and how he's like this top, this like top leader of the council, and then yeah. he just goes to like what happens in it's in like the uh, it's in Revenge of the Sith where he has to go and. Uh, I forget what what he was doing, but anyways, he 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 fails at it. Oh, he was trying to kill um, Palpatine. I think he was trying to what? kill pa- in in a uh, Revenge of the Sith. He was trying. He was fighting off. Palpatine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's trying to. Yes, yes. And he and he fails at that, and then he's just like, I have failed. I must exile myself. And then he must. Then he goes to the swamp, and then he becomes like this little gremlin dude. <laughs> and he's just like not gremlin. he was he was like a troll yeah like this man was just fucking high off his gourd completely stoned and he's like mm, show you the force mm. 
I'm gonna flame the fuck out of both of you right now. I'm like, you guys are so dumb. No, it's not your guys' fault. I will say this. I will say this. This movie has a big fall point in it, and that is unnecessary scenes. I will give you guys that. However, to say that nothing happens in this movie, y'all did not pay any attention. Motherfuckers, Darth Vader tells Luke that he's his father in this movie. (laughs) Like, are you guys dumb? You know what? I actually forgot (laughs) that was in this movie. I thought that for a second, I thought that was in episode six. So this movie is my favorite of the original three because, yeah, I get it. The Cloud City scene's boring, but I love Han Solo in this movie. He's the ultimate, like, yeah, I'm greasy and you like that shit type of dude and i like it like i find it like funny and i find it entertaining to watch han solo kind of do his thing um and i like like two pegs below sleazy (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i will say though like for me this movie sets up a lot of character development for one han uh finally shows that he is heroic and he is well, maybe not finally, because he did so at the end of, of episode four. But for me, he kind of shows his true colors in that he's not in this for the money anymore. He's in this for the princess. So, yeah, I just feel that that, like, really establishes Han as not just some, like, greasy, fucking sleazy fucking tradesman anymore. Um, or, like, bounty hunter anymore. He's in this now because he wants the princess to admit, like, dude, you know you love me. Right? So... The Cloud City scenes, I don't find them terrible. Like, they're a little long-winded, like, especially all the the shit with C-3PO. Like, holy fuck, that goes on forever. Um, but I really like that, uh, you know, what's his name? Lando? Calrissian? Yeah, I think that's right. So Lando, I really like that Lando's like this, like, he's he's similar to Han, but you can tell something's a little off. And then as the movie progresses, you know, everything kind of reconnects and goes back together and what i mean by that is like you know he shows that like i didn't have a choice and not that he's like a dick i mean don't get me wrong what he did dick move um but like uh, i think that's a huge iconic scene where he's going to be frozen in carbonite and princess leia looks at him and goes i love you and he just goes i know iconic iconic sleazy sleazy iconic um But other than that, my biggest gripe with this movie is Puppet Yoda. Um, And this is coming from someone who's had the privilege. Don't get me wrong. I know CGI Yoda wasn't always great. I think in the third movie, he looked really good. Um, But yeah, Puppet Yoda was a bit yikes, especially when he's all like, hmm, you know, and and kind of like a crazy old man at first. Um, But my biggest question the whole movie was, why the fuck is all of Luke's Jedi Knight training just gymnastics? Like, it takes until, like, the final two minutes of us seeing him train with Yoda before he actually lifts anything with the Force. Everything else is just him, like, running and jumping and doing, like, backflips. Okay, so Luke's training, all four minutes that he gets in episode (laughs) four, is him battling the little ball thing that Obi-Wan had. The droid or whatever. Yeah, so I guess you only need four minutes of physical training. Then you're a Jedi. And then episode five came around and Yoda was like, oh, you can perfectly dodge a laser. (laughs) Perfect. All you got to do now is just do a one-handed handstand and lift this rock with your mind. And then full-on Jedi Master. Meanwhile, Yoda's flexing like, oh, I'm just going to pick up your whole ship. I will say my one thing that I think um, this movie does well is I think, and I think it does it better than Return of the Jedi... Um, I like that it sets up that Luke is kind of like, but he's, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know whose side to be on. Like, cause there's that scene where he fights a fake Darth Vader and as he chops his head off, the Darth Vader, the, the Darth Vader helmet falls to the ground and opens up to reveal Luke's face because he's scared of the dark side. And I right. liked that. Um, and I like that Obi-Wan kind of comes back and is like, I'm a force ghost now, LOL. Um, 
But yeah, like I, I don't agree with the idea that nothing happens. I think the lightsaber battle between Luke and Darth Vader, while obviously not up to par with the prequels, were, was a very entertaining, especially for the time lightsaber duel. I think a good amount of stuff happened. And then, of course, <laughs> you know, the no, I'm your father scene. Iconic, iconic. One of the biggest movie moments ever. And then, you know, the whole time Luke's troubled after learning, oh, shit, he's my dad. You know, so what if being evil is hereditary? <laughs> so I think it's a decent Shit, movie. I think it's a pretty good movie. It's my favorite of the original three. I would give it an 8.5 out of 10. This is an easy top shelf for me. Okay. I did definitely forget that uh, Darth Vader being revealed as Luke's dad was in this movie. Yeah, I and could tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I got a selective memory. Like I was just so focused on my dis disappointment with Cloud City. I was like, "Fuck, this movie has Cloud City in it. Gross." You know what Cloud City um, has a lot of clouds. Yeah. Yuck. Gross. Damn, bros. I'm laughing. That was hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, episode six. Are we Why done with episode actually, five? Episodes... Yeah. Are we yeah, done with episode, episode five? I... We've all said what we want to about episode five. I think so. Okay. All right. You start episode six, Colin. So, <laughs> moving on to episode six, Return of the Jedi. Do you guys want me to give my take first? Go for it. He here's the thing. Okay. I likes me. It. I likes me. My third and final movie of a trilogy. Okay. I think that Revenge of the Sith was the best prequel movie. I think that Last Crusade was the best Indiana Jones movie. We don't talk about the other one. It ended there. This movie... Eh... Like... What? Huh? It's good. I like it. I say eh like I'm about to give it like a six or something. Don't get me wrong. Good movie. Great movie. It just... With, with everything that was set up in Empire Strikes Back, I feel like this episode of Star Wars kind of misses the mark a little. I mean, there's so much focus. G-Money, you even touched on this when we were watching it. I find there was a big focus on, is Luke gonna turn? And while there were times where you could kind of convince yourself, like, yeah, okay, maybe, you were never really convinced. There was never a moment throughout the movie where you went, oh shit, he's totally gonna turn. There were moments where you were like, okay, maybe, but they never got you all the way there. I like uh, a lot of what goes on in this movie. I like that Han and Leia kind of get more action-based scenes throughout the movie. But the biggest thing for me with this movie is the fucking Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate the Ewoks. Let me say, let me tell you something about the Ewoks, okay? George Lucas is a marketing king because yeah, he facts. went, he was like, Back. let me, he was like, I got this great idea. Let's just make a teddy bear <laughs> and let's make that a character in our movies. <laughs> Boom. Instant revenue. Prince money. He wasn't wrong. And I get that. I get that they were mostly thrown in to be like the cute, funny, comedic relief characters, the problem is comedic relief characters only ever succeed if... They have to be funny. Well, not only do they have to be funny, they have to have a time limit on them. You can't have scenes with them that last 10 to 15 minutes, because then they're going to overstay their welcome, and you get tired of them. I found with a lot of the Ewok scenes, I was getting tired of them. I didn't find it cute when they were like, oh, C-3PO's a god and he's angry, spooky. I didn't find it cute when they were setting up all the traps for the, the stormtroopers. I found them cute when they first showed up and saved Leia, but they overstay their welcome. And I find that they were only thrown in for the sake of, haha, funny bear go boom. You know, so like there's a lot that happens in this movie. There's a few really good battles. There's a few really good scenes. But all I can think of when I think of this movie is, OK, Luke is never convincingly going to turn and the Ewoks are fucking existing. That said, I did love the scene. Uh, obviously, the iconic scene at the end where Vader 
overthrows the emperor, proving that Luke was never the chosen one. It was always Anakin. Get fucked, uh, anyone who thinks otherwise. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a fun movie. It's a good watch. It gives you a satisfying ending. I just feel like if you take the Ewoks out and you put in more content that was relevant to the last movie, you get a more enjoyable film. Plus, everything to do with Jabba the Hutt's palace and the creepy, stupid CGI alien boob ladies. Pure cringe. <laughs> pure cringe. Like, no redeeming factors to it whatsoever. So, yeah, it's a good movie. I'm remembering too many of the negatives. The scene where Luke does, you know, fight back and he's, oh, I'm a Jedi and blah, 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 blah. Really good. Uh, I like the practical effects in this movie and the old 80s special effects that they used for uh, Sidious's lightning hands. Uh, so overall, it's another 8 out of 10. I would put it in the middle of the top shelf. Okay, this is my favorite Star Wars movie. It has so many good scenes, so many memorable scenes for me. Right. Start like start with the with the very beginning. They're at Jabi's palace. They have the Rancor scene. Cool as hell. Then they go to uh, the Sarlacc pit. Cool as hell. R.I.P. to my boy Boba Fett. No, he's not dead. He I got wish. out of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's such bullshit. But K. All right. Um, and from there we get to you know um, Luke. He goes and. He meets up with uh, his father. He meets Darth Vader, and he meets up with Darth, uh, Darth Sidious. And it's so it, it's so neat to see like uh, Sidious like at, like putting the pressure on to to Luke to be like yes yes come to the dark side yes yes <laughs> and then like <laughs> I have felt the dark side within him bring him to me. And then when him and uh, and Vader fight, and Anakin cuts off Vader's hand, like that, that the whole lightsaber duel is like the best out of the tr- out of the original trilogy, like the best lightsaber duel from the originals. Yeah. Um, and he um, Palpat or I keep saying Palpatine, but Sidious sits there and he sees Anakin cut off his father's hand. He's like, "Yes, let the flow, let or let let the hate flow, or whatever." Let the then, hate flow through you. And then Anakin, or Jesus Christ. And then Luke, uh, like, pulls himself back up and he's like, no, nah, I'd rather not. And, the, and then we have the whole uh, lightning scene, which is sick. And then uh, alongside that, we have um, the space battles. And then with Han, is it Han? Han? No, Han's in, no, Han isn't in Carbonite anymore. But uh, Lando in the, the Millennium Falcon, and they're flying through the the Death Star 2 and eventually blow it up. With that going on, and then the whole and, or Luke and Darth Vader and Palpatine thing, like, so much stuff happens, but it still feels linear. Like, it doesn't feel messy, I don't think. Like, we can forget about the scenes about the Ewoks. That goes on for way too long. But if you just if you ignore the the teddy bears in the forest, you have a the good, longest scene in the movie. Yeah, it's kind of hard to forget, isn't it? But you have a good you have a really good Star Wars movie. It, it's it it ends off the trilogy perfectly. I think it ends with Darth Vader Darth Vader taking off his helmet and Luke seeing his father for the first time. And at the final scene where they're at the party and the edit in. Hayden Christensen as the force. We ghost. all celebrated so hard yeah, when Hayden Christensen sick. showed up on the screen. I still haven't seen the original cut where it's like, what'd you say? It was the the actor who plays Darth Vader, but just with so hair. originally, yeah, it was the not the actor that voiced him. It was yeah. so it wasn't James Earl Jones. It was the dude, it was like the guy in the suit. Yeah, it was the <laughs> guy in the suit that you know was the one who was like, "Let me see you with my own eyes." That yeah. one, when he takes the helmet off, it was literally just, like, him with hair. Yeah. <laughs> I just threw I, a mop on his head, and they're like, perfect. <laughs> I still want to see that original cut, but, like, no, the, the whole Hayden Kristen thing was awesome. Yeah, this is easy. I would give this one a 9 out of 10, honestly. 
Let's go. Like it, it's up there with uh, Revenge of the Sith. And uh, yeah, easy top shelf. My favorite Star Wars movie. I would just like to say, um, before you go, G Money, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the scene where Yoda dies. <laughs> not because Yoda Jeez. dies, not because Yoda dies, but just because they made it so funny where Yoda was just like, I'm old, I'm finna die now. And Luke was like, no, please. And then it was like, bye, and straight up just vanishes. Well, like, okay, as, as that does happen, there's still like a good minute where Yoda's like, I must, I, I, don't, I was going to talk like the emperor. Um, where he's just like, I I'm going to die Yoda. now. And then just continues to just talk exposition for the next minute and then he's like all right i told you all the important bits bye yeah pretty much lol i'm out of here Um, bro lol gotta go peace okay return of the jedi i really liked the opening of this movie i'm not gonna lie i like jabba's palace that was fun for me it felt like a very campy like Ocean's Eleven scheme. G-Money out here like, yeah, I love three-boob green alien women. <laughs> yeah, man, that was the best. Oh, my that, God. That scene with no. the with the band stinks really bad. I, so yeah, I could have done without that. There was no redeeming quality in that for me. But I really did like Luke's plan. I really liked how he had, like, multiple layers. He's like, I'm going to send the droids in first. And if that doesn't work, then I'm going to have Leia get in. And if that doesn't work, then, oh no, I let myself get captured. And this was my real plan all along. And it like, it showed you that Luke was like a, a smarter person than you had seen him before. He wasn't just a Luxac who could fly a ship. You know, he was thinking about what he wanted to do. He was way more composed in this movie than he was in either of the other two movies. I really like that. I, I genuinely liked everything about Jabba's palace except for Boba Fett that was stupid he had like one line in the movie did he have one line and he screamed oh yeah does that count well was it this movie or the other one where he was talking about like I want my price for for solo oh, that I was think the last movie yeah yeah so yeah he doesn't say much in this movie yeah because it was in Cloud City and it like they just kept bringing it up and I'm yeah like, you're right and he was talking to Vader yeah yeah um so they learn about the the second death star they free han i forgot how they did it but they did it they freed han by uh leia dressed up like a bounty hunter and snuck in right yeah okay endor happened endor was very long like everything with the ewoks you know you guys have already talked about that it was very boring (laughs) it was very much like marketable we need toys and dog (laughs) costumes i I was very, I held off on this until we had finished episode six, but I was very disappointed with the, with the choice to let Luke wear black the entire movie. Oh, here we go. Because it felt very much like a, like, oh, I'm going to be so clever and I'm going to tease Luke going to the dark side, like you said, Kellen. And then nothing comes of it. And they try to be as clever as possible with his, with his shirt opening up in that, like that white on the inside. And I, you know, like you just you don't buy it at any point. You never really think he's going. That to That also to the reminds dark side. me. Can we talk about how what is it with Star Wars movies and having this obsession with cutting off people's hands? Yeah, that happens a lot. It happened in the prequels. It happens twice in these movies. <laughs> Where Anakin gets his right arm, right hand cut off twice. <laughs> Our, my boy, my boy Anakin out here just fucking struggling. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, G Money. Continue. No, it, it like it was a good movie. I did like I just I did not like that one costume design choice to like hint at the audience like oh dark. It it just felt very off. Like it just didn't land for me. Uh, I also really liked the celebration at the end. I thought that was great. Burning Vader's body was a little bit weird for me, but I guess that's just how you do in like full armor. I mean, they burned Qui Gon Jinn. Did they? Yeah. yeah they did. True inside too that was like a fire hazard (laughs) (laughs) why couldn't we just bury them like they did padme i'm so conflicted when do jedi choose to just disappear yeah when did they become force and just oh no we gotta burn this one like do you have to be a good enough jedi i love that kaigon also like figured out how to become my i was talking to my uncle and he brought this up over the uh, like over a conversation we had a few days ago 
and yeah, it's I found it really funny how in the prequels, Kaigon dies and then we don't see him again. And then in the final movie, Yoda's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Kaigon figured out how to become a force ghost. I know I could have told you and the entire council this before we all went extinct, but it just didn't feel like it fit the plot development. <laughs> it didn't matter before. Uh, I give Return of the Jedi a another 7 out of 10. It's a middle shelf. It goes below episode 4. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, w- it was good. It was good. I just... Eh. Star Wars, am I right? <laughs> that movie sure was a Star Wars. <laughs> uh, fun fact, Return of the Jedi is the lowest box office hit Star Wars movie. Really? Huh. At least of the original trilogy, it right. goes episode four, uh, made $775 million. Episode five made $550 million. And episode six only made $475 million. Only. I say only, like that's nothing. Only. But- yeah, yeah, just a life-changing amount of money. <laughs> so what's your guys... We didn't do this last time, but I really wanted to. If this movie were to come in, like, a VHS box set where you have to buy all three movies, where are you putting the original trilogy when it comes to the discount bin store? Where, like are, you ranking it? where are you ranking mm. the entirety of the trilogy? I think for me, I would put it at like the whole original trilogy i would put at a very low top shelf okay you know like just before a high middle shelf you know like it's about to be knocked off a peg but it it just makes it up there it's it's a good nostalgic bit for you to go watch with your friends if you like star wars you know obviously you're going to watch these movies I, i think it's a fit you know there's there's nothing wrong with them they're good classic movies from our parents era yeah, I'd say Dinner. I'd say I'd say uh, mid shelf because really? like I only, here's the deal because like I put both uh, the original like uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. I I would say those were mid shelves. Like they're okay. like yeah they're good, but compared in, in this is my complete this is my opinion my shitty doo doo fart opinion okay. <laughs> Compared to what happens in um, Return of the Jedi, like Return of the Jedi is a top shelf for me. Mm-hmm. So I'd put it, I'd put it in mid shelf because that's two out of three. They're all, they're all great in their own ways. Some greater than others. Well, and we also got to remember this is from the perspective of a bunch of people under the age of twenty-five. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if you asked someone who grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know, they'd probably say all these movies are nines to tens, right? Um, here's my thing. Because I love, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it too much, uh, this is going to be a theme with Star Wars Month. I compare every Star Wars movie to how much I like Episode 3. Because... There's so much going for me in episode three that I kind of like to compare them just to see where something lies. Um, And the only movie in this trilogy that I think comes close to how much I love episode three is Empire Strikes Back. However, I would still, like G Money said, put this on the lower end of the top shelf for a variety of reasons. Um... You know, outside of my personal opinion, they're also just groundbreaking, historically significant movies that, you know, changed the perspective of how films like this could be made. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you watch the original, like, film cuts from the 70s and 80s, you can see the bounding box on 90 percent of the miniatures. And that (laughs) kind of takes you out just a little bit. But like for the time, it was extremely revolutionary. Um so overall, I would give this series, the original three, an 8.5 out of 10. Still going on the lower end of the top shelf for me. They're definitely some old movies. <laughs> Yo, they sure do take place in space. So I looked it up. And if we are just looking at all of the Star Wars, uh, like Skywalker saga, like episodes one to nine. Yeah. Uh it, episode six is the lowest box office 
hit movie. Really? Wow. That is actually surprising. But if you add all 11 Star Wars movies, including like Solo and Rogue One. Let me guess. Solo. Solo. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Solo stunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Solo still made $393 million, We don't got to talk about that. it had a budget of roughly $300 million, So it also just didn't do very well. Yeah. I mean, my thing is like... I compare a lot of Star Wars movies, like I said, to episode three. Just as a precaution, the prequels are a middle shelf franchise for me. The first movie's pretty good. The third movie's excellent. The second movie, absolute dog fart. Terrible movie. Like, no redeeming qualities outside of Count Dooku. Um, so that's a middle shelf. But, like, as we'll get into on the next episode, everything after the prequels... Eh, Rogue One, amazing. Yeah. Everything else, eh. Let me say something here. I, when it comes to movies, like I'm a big visual person. Person, okay. So like, even though I pay attention to you know what the characters are going through and how they're changing along the way, their arcs and whatnot. A lot. The first thing, the first thing that I'm seeing is the visuals and how that stands on the screen. With something that came out in 1977. And like to to the late eighties, like the effects, even though puppets were really good, um, looking at the space the space battles, like they've aged very poorly. Even though yep. looking, even though like to be uh, to be honest, it's really impressive for the time. But Absolutely, then if we, yeah. If we compare it to what we have now with the with the newer Star Wars movies, even though, like, look, the old movies, they don't look incredible, but they're re- they're actually good movies. The new movies look great, but they suck ass. Agreed. Yeah, other they stink. Than, yeah, other than Rogue One. Other than Rogue One, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tanner, I just have a quick question for you. Okay. Um, when it comes to video games, would you say you're big on graphics? Uh, I mean, like, eh? it depends, it depends, it might be like, it might depend on the, uh, on the game. If I'm going back to like an old game, mm-hmm. then like, uh, like I know what I'm kind of expecting and I kind of, and I do with this move with these movies as well. Like right. I know I'm going to get kind of choppy VF, <laughs> like SFX and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, for games, like going back to old games, like I'm fine with dealing with older graphics, but if like a new if like a new game came out and it has doo doo fart graphics, then I'm gonna be like, eh. Okay, just I'm, making I, sure because you're a Halo fan and Halo has some of the worst graphics I've ever seen in video I'm games. So fi- I just want to. I'm actually to- gonna find you and break your nose, <laughs> dude. That- Here's my thing. Uh, when it when it comes to graphics, especially like comparing video games to movies, for video games, I am much more interested in the story because for a video game you are supposed to be taking the place of a character for the most part right yeah so i can set aside the graphical limitations of a video game to just be put in the character's shoes and experience the world but for a movie which is a very visual experience i i as much as i do care about you know characters journeys and stories and i talk about that a lot in basically every episode i am also expected expecting like a lot of visual stimulant i i want to be kind of blown away by your movie right like not every movie has to be avatar uh, a down-to-earth like low-budget movie can be very nice i just you know i i expect it to be nice i expect it to be fitting mm-hmm. there was nothing wrong with any of the old uh, the original trilogy star wars movies that we watched because I knew what I was getting myself into, and I think for the time, it was very well established that, you know, these are what we have to work with. Do I think it's funny on Tatooine when the ships are flying and you can, like, very distinctly see the mirror effect of how they make the ships look like they're <laughs> off the ground? Yes, and I love that. <laughs> but, you know, like, there's there's definitely... There's a time and a place where I'm expecting, like good visuals and a movie is where that comes from i have a hard time with the graphic i I want to say graphics the visuals of these movies and that's solely because i'm kind of like tanner where i genuinely do prefer practical effects over the rest 
Uh, oh, yeah. The stop motion was my favorite part. The stop motion, like, any, like so good. practical effects, using robotics, using stuff like that, I think is much more charming, much more interesting, and much more natural looking than CGI ever will be. Um, like, not to go off on a tangent, but like... For an example, I don't like how the Marvel movies look because you can tell they green screen fucking everything and I find it boring <laughs> to look at. So yeah. I had a hard time with this movie because in my mind, when you're making a movie, you need to kind of make your mind up on if you're going practical or if you're going CGI. And when you blend the two as much as the remakes of these movies have, it kind of takes you out of it because you've you've given yourself to believing like i'm forgetting the term right now um you're suspending your belief to watch the movie and going okay like maybe this is just how things look in this universe but when you see like puppet yoda followed by a scene in the desert where everything's blatantly cgi'd or even worse they've cgi'd something into a scene that didn't have it before it just kind of takes away from you as a movie watcher um so I don't find that in Empire Strikes Back or in Return of the Jedi, I was as affected by it. But watching A New Hope with all the stuff that they've added, mm -hmm. there were definitely times where I was like, oh, right. I'm watching a movie. You know what I mean? They also CGI'd a bunch of stormtroopers alongside uh, some of the actual stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actual costumes. And it looks so weird. It's funny because that's exactly I, what I was thinking of when I talked about like blending <laughs> CGI with real stuff. That's yeah. so funny. Well, I guess that uh, I guess that wraps uh, wraps our thoughts up on these movies. So stay tuned until until next time where we go over what uh, what is known as the sequels. So for the discount bin, I'm Tanner. I'm Kellen, and I'm Jeffrey. We'll see you next time. Hey, it's the Discount Bin After Hours. Here's an outtake that didn't make it onto this week's podcast. My, uh, my, my After Hours question is, would you prefer that they continue to add CGI to the original trilogy, or would you rather they remade the original trilogy? We'll define remade. Like, from the ground up, new cast. Oh, no. Fuck no. Fuck no. That would be the worst shit ever. All right. So, yeah, here's my thing, right? If they remade the movie, it would get shit on immediately. Absolutely. Like, no one fucking wants no. that because you could tell the performances aren't going to be as good. The visuals might be better, but here's my biggest thing. People already don't like going to see movies that they deem like, let's say you go to watch. Uh, I don't know. Like a sequel movie. I can't really think of like a, a, a specific example. People already don't like that movies nowadays are either all remakes, sequels, or book adaptations. So remaking the original Star Wars movies with brand new cast, brand new everything, all that's going to happen is they're going to be compared to the old ones, and the old ones can't be topped because they did it first. It'd be one thing if they were bad movies, and you remade them, and then, oh wow, this is great. Um, but like... You would either have to, like, if you remade it, it'd have to be, like, The Rock's Jumanji, where, like, everyone thinks it's a remake, but then it's more like a sequel, but then it's also kind of its own thing. Um, I, I think it'd be a box office bomb. I would much prefer just either stop making new ones entirely, because, honestly, we don't really need them anymore. Um, or better yet, if you're gonna go with CGI, just... Go with good CGI. Like, they even back then when they remade them, you could do a lot better with the CGI they had back in 2005 than they did. And we know that because we watched Return or Revenge of the we Sith. We watched Godzilla. Oh, I'll, right. I'll, <laughs> I'll actually, I'm going to argue on that with the Revenge of the Sith CGI. Uh, I'll kill you. I'll actually kill you. Let me remind you of R2-D2 splurging on the droids. <laughs> Let me remind you of the entire final duel between Anakin and Obi-Wan, which yeah, yeah. is 90% CGI. I know, but that's like background shots and whatnot. So? So, like, I, well. Would you say there's a th single thing in the CGI reboots of the original trilogy that looks as good as anything in that scene? Oh, no. Okay, how about, how about Exactly, this? that's what I'm saying. From my question, how about this? What if a remake that they, let's say that they wanted to do, 
What if it was fully animated, start to finish, just an animated no. trilogy? No, because no one wants to see that. Honestly, can we just like I wouldn't be? Can upset we just about say that. like no one would want to see a remake of the original trilogy? I, I agree with you. I That's don't think that anyone would not, want that. Yeah. But I'm just saying because inevitably it is going to happen at some point down the line. There, I don't think it is. I really doubt gets it. Remade. It is just a matter of time. No, I wouldn't say everything gets remade. Plus, if they do remake it, it's going to be like 50 years after the movie was Which made. Is where we're at. No, we're not. 1977 was only 40 some years ago. 46 years ago. 46. Do I have math right? 2021? 44. Also, with the, the Star Wars name being in the hands of Disney... Now I don't I don't think they would do that because then they'd probably have to go and be like, "Hey, Georgia Lucas, do they though?" Because I mean, like, yeah. Disney has been remaking everything for the past yeah, like, six years. I think I think here's the difference though. I think Disney knows that it would be a bad business decision because original Star Wars fans aren't gonna want to see it, and young kids don't give a fuck. No kid is gonna see that and go, "Yeah, I want to go see that." If they've seen the new movies. Right. Also, can we talk about how much of a hellish life we have ahead of us where people are going to try and convince us, Tanner, because I know G-Money thinks differently. But Tanner, you and I in the next 20 years are going to have to deal with people our age, like who become our age trying to tell us that the sequel movies were good. Pain. And that's not a life I'm ready for. Also, G-Money, just to, to extend on that point that you made of like Disney was remaking everything. But yeah, it's but, remaking like, everything is. Yeah, but those are all like names that disney has owned for like 20 years like their original disney works yeah like i, I know Whereas, they're doing the disney renaissance reboot right like hercules little yeah. mermaid lion king aladdin blah 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 i'm just saying there is going to come a time where an executive meeting is going to happen and someone is going to bring up should we remake the original trilogy and i'm just saying hypothetically if that ever happens i would much rather it is done as an animated trilogy than live action because i don't want live action comparisons to what we have already when i went to go see Aladdin, well here's my argument to that though because they remake a lot of animated movies into live yes. action but where's the money for them if they remake star wars because i hear what you're saying like well everything gets remade but the reason that they can keep affording to remaster and re-release the original trilogy is because it takes no fucking money like obviously not no fucking money but compared to making an entire movie from the ground up it takes very little money to graphically enhance a movie and then release it when you know there are going to be suckers like me who go well it's an excuse to go see star wars on the big screen mm. I don't think there's enough money for them to make it worth because if they like I said, if they release because here's the one truth with Star Wars, while younger fans disagree about the how good the newest sequels seem to be, um, I don't think anyone disputes how good the original trilogy is. And I don't think there's anyone from young fans to original fans to new fans who are going, yeah, I'd pay to watch Star Wars as an animated movie. Or yeah, I'd pay to watch Star Wars redone. Because if you wanted to watch Star Wars in the best quality possible, you're probably just streaming it at home off Disney Plus. That's true. I see that. I'm I like okay. I'm I'm not trying to be a pessimist here. I just really <laughs> think there will always be a market for a reboot. You know, it's it, like, that's just how we are. We like people just want to consume. And like I was going to say, like when I went to go see Aladdin, the live action Aladdin, uh, going into the movie, I, I was miserable because I was afraid that I was going to spend the entire movie comparing Will Smith to Robin Williams. And I didn't have to do that because they did a very good job at separating the original animated movie to this live action movie and making it its own independent thing while still being true to the original story. And I think that that could be done with an animated Star Wars series as opposed to a live action one. It would be kind of jarring and I think if they were to do it, the best way to do it would probably just release it on Disney+. Plus. I don't know. I just think in a movie market nowadays where... 
everyone is pretty much saying, wow, I'm really tired of everything being a sequel, a reboot or a book adaptation. I think Star Wars would be the hardest movie to try and get people to go see. I think that, if anything, would just be the tipping point of where people would finally start going, fuck this. I'm not going to go see this fucking movie. I'm sick of this bullshit. So I hear what you're saying. I get that yes, they probably could inevitably find some people to go see it. I just think that that's a box office flop waiting to happen. I agree. But still, it is a thought process. I'll actually shit the bed if it happens. <laughs> it gets announced tomorrow. <laughs> Star Wars. I mean, hey, they're still making fucking Indiana Jones movies. So, like, I guess that. anything's to, possible. We don't have to talk about that. I cannot wait. Next month, I want the first episode we do after Star Wars month to be all about Indiana Jones, and we're just not going to watch the fourth one, and the after hours will just be us shitting on the idea of a fifth. I'm in agony. <laughs> It'll be like Godzilla 98 <laughs> if we try and watch the fourth one. It'll just be uh, me crying for 15 minutes after the episode ends. Crystal Skull, more like to poop. <laughs> Crystal Skull, more like, ah, Shia LaBeouf, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs>